welcome back to our podcast, Face Character Rejects. I'm one of your hosts, Maddie Evans. And I'm your other host, Keith Maltbay. And we're here to recap some of your favorite Disney movies. That's right. But some that might not be your favorite. Because for every Little Mermaid, you know there has to be a Black Cauldron. (laughs) But before we get started, I do want to give a little bit of a content warning. We are a podcast made by adults for adults. So there might be some foul language and even some explicit content. Oh God, not during the Zootopia episode. (laughs) You can tell that we're not going to take everything super seriously. We're here to have fun, but our content is best suited to adults. And now that we've got that out of the way, and you can't be mad at me when you hear your first shit damn or hell thrown, Keith, what are we covering today? Well, today we're covering uh, Zootopia from 2016, starring Jennifer Goodwin, Jason Bateman, and everybody's favorite singing gazelle, Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. (laughs) Well, hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome back to the pod. Sorry you did not hear from us this week. We have had, and when I say we, I do mean me, Maddie. I I am the one that... uh, messes this up every time but i have had some technical issues this week so we will be getting episodes out more frequently as soon as i uh learn how to edit and also but i i i also just want to say that maddie's the one who makes all this possible but i am just excited to be doing this with keith even though we are having some technical (laughs) Technical difficulties (laughs) we will eventually get better And I will eventually get better and we will have regularly scheduled episodes and they will be regularly scheduled and on time. And you guys are are going to just to love it. You're going to love it when it happens. Well, please don't hold your breath because this isn't Finding Nemo and we're not going to be able to breathe underwater. (laughs) And it could take a while. Anyway, so we're back with Zootopia. My favorite movie ever. Oh, yeah, Keith. Your your most favorite movie <laughs> you've ever seen in the whole Disney. Can I just say it blows my mind because I loved this movie in 2016. And I don't. It is. We've, we've watched. This is our third recording for Zootopia and like yeah. it's it's hard to go back to it man it's it's don't make me go back there I will say though I've seen too much this this movie Zootopia is a perfect representation of just how much a person can change in 4 to 5 years mm-hmm. mostly me because in 2016 I was insufferable I was not out I was um, very much still learning pretty much everything in the world because I grew up in a very, very small town, very sheltered. And 2016, Madison, mm, yeah, I loved this movie. Thought it was funny. Thought it was great. Thought I was Judy Hopps. 2020, what year is it? 21? 22. Ah! <laughs> I ate expired food the other day. Oh. Oh, <laughs> what was it? I don't even want to tell you because I made a whole chili with this. <gasps> <gasps> was it meat? No, God, no, 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 no. Chicken stock. Oh, okay. That's probably. I, I <laughs> you'll be okay. You, you'll be okay. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> 2022. So <laughs> you just came along with a little ride. Uh, 
2022, Madison, is so different. And I have learned so much more. I now know that you can be problematic and not mean to because intent versus impact are two very different things. And those go hand in hand with this movie. But so I was going to say, but you're not the only one. Like, I felt that way. I loved yeah. this movie back in 2016. And I think. Well, just the general vibes yeah. around it have changed. Yeah. And pe- uh, people loved it in 2016. But, you know, this movie made like a billion dollars at the box office and we still don't have a sequel. And maybe there's a reason for that. And I think this episode, we're going to go over some of those iffy parts of Zootopia. Which are about every four to five minutes, we get one of those bad boys. Well, uh, 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 oh. Problematic. I've spent so much time with Shakira Gazelle (laughs) now that I have gone around to liking her. Mm. You know, now I'm like, yeah. Mm. You know, I wish we were all... <laughs> wish we were all trying everything. <laughs> I wish we were all gyrating anthropomorphic gazelles. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> when we left last time, we left with Chief Bogo telling Judy basically that she was fired. And Nick, Daddy Nick Jason Bateman, he stood up for Judy and said, no, no, no. She has 10 hours and we are going to use them. Let's roll. And that is where we're going to pick up. But before we even start... Fuck, Mary kill. Judy Hopps, Nick Wilde, and Chief Bogo, a.k.a. Idris Elba, y'all. You're not a good person, Maddie. This is too hard because I hate all of them. Uh, you hate them all? Well, I would not want to be married to Nick. He's obviously a fuck. Um, and Chief Bogo sucks, too. <laughs> like, No, I'm not marrying a police officer. 40%... Uh-uh. Uh, that, the numbers are too high for domestic abuse. So so your fuck is Chief, Chief Bogo? <laughs> <laughs> is it Judy? Is it Judy? No, God, no. no. Judy's oh. going to have a slow, painful death. <laughs> okay. Okay. So and I'm going to marry Nick. I'm so going to marry gonna Nick. I'm yes, I'm okay. going to I'm going to ride those horns. I'm going to jump on them. Hopefully I'm a big enough creature to enjoy my time, but I can't be too big cuz I'm marrying my daddy Nick. So <laughs> we'll make it work. We'll make it work. But if I had to, yes. <laughs> yes, if I had to, I would. Honestly, I think Judy would be extremely vanilla and boring. So even if she wasn't so fucking annoying, yeah. she's certainly a virgin. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, absolutely nothing wrong with that. But you just, <laughs> I wouldn't want to take that from, you know, I'm not taking anybody's virginity. I've been there, done that. And <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was about to say, amazing for a rabbit. Keith. You know, Judy, Judy probably has some unresolved issues in general. Um, <laughs> after all of that, after all of that. Okay. Nick and Judy ride off on the little Skyliner dupe in Zootopia. And during this, we get what might be the saddest story ever told in all of Zootopia. Oh. Nick starts telling Judy about how when he was a very little fox, just a little cub, he really wanted to be in the, basically the Boy Scouts for, zoo, for animals, uh, the rangers, the forest rangers. So his mom scraped together all the money she had. She worked really hard to get it all together to buy him a nice new little uniform to wear to the forest rangers, only for Nick to get there. Remember, he is the a fox, and he would be the first fox and only predator, supposedly. We're going to get there in just a second. 
but he does show up to what appears to be more like a college fraternity initiation ceremony than yeah, a Boy Scout there, meeting. Where, where was Where's there, the troop leader? Yes. Where were you? Because the troop leader was slacking major because they end up putting a muzzle yeah. on poor little baby Nick. He is just a child at this point. They put a muzzle on him. They scare him and they make him just feel like mm-hmm. absolute garbage for being a predator because they suck and one of them is a hippopotamus which we now know to be a very dangerous predator indeed yes <laughs> make you know? it make sense hmm. but poor nick poor nick this is when he says a, a really pivotal line if the world's only gonna see a fox as shifty and untrustworthy there's no point in trying to be anything else so poor nick decides well if i'm gonna be looked at this way I'm going to act this way and I'm going to take care of myself and stop worrying about you assholes. And for a child to have something like that happen to him, can you blame him? No. Which can I say, I also, this scene annoys me because the voice of of child Nick is the same voice as Phil from the Rugrat. And it's just... That's fun. It takes me out of it. It takes me out of it because I'm like, this is not, this is not a child fox. No, this is probably a, a full-grown woman. It is a full-grown woman, I bet. Who 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 also does Nickelodeon programs, and and I don't like it. Don't mix and match. It's just it. I guess what bothers me is it's literally Phil's voice. It's literally his voice. It doesn't sound any different, <laughs> and it takes me out of the of the Disney magic immersion. of the Disney bubble. Well, the, it's yes. during this time. That Nick realizes that the traffic cams can be useful because he's looking down. And so they decide, hey, let's go check out these traffic cams and see if we can get anything off of them to lead us in the right direction. But if you happen to remember, Judy is not good with the police force right now. She has no access. We've already been to the DMV because of this. That's how we met Flash. So who do we go to? Assistant Mayor Bellwether. (laughs) Miss Assistant Mayor Bellwether has what might be the saddest office I have ever seen in my life. It is in a boiler room. It is not an office by any means. And it is just a desk set up in a dusty, dirty work closet boiler room. You can tell that she is not appreciated Not even really respected because during the time that Nick and Judy are with Assistant Mayor Bellwether, she is called by the the mayor multiple times and he is not nice to her. He calls her many different things, including Assistant Mayor Smellweather. Which is a lame joke for an adult to make, just to be clear. Extremely lame. But this is also when we have a really weird little moment, okay? Very weird little moment between Nick, Judy, and Don Bellwether. Nick, for whatever reason, decides he would like to touch Assistant Mayor Bellwether's mane, her, her wool. Fleece. It's a wool. Her fleece, absolutely. And I know I'm doing a really bad job of explaining this because it's such an awkward scene because Nick, up until this point, has been honestly very much anti 
bias. I mm-hmm. call it anti-species, anti-racist. He's not really been putting out the same microaggression, excuse yeah. microaggressive, awkward comments that Judy has. But we are getting the scene of Nick touching the sheep's wool where Judy snaps up and says, well, you can't just touch a sheep's wool. Yeah. Very much playing into the world, something we see in the world today. You don't, I mean, you you don't touch anyone's hair, but I feel like white people have a tendency or did have a tendency to want to touch people of color's hair when they had absolutely no right to do so. And it's awkward. And to be honest with you, just because someone's hair is different and curly and gorgeous and yours is is different. I don't want to say isn't curly and gorgeous. Just because your hair is different does not give you the right to ever invade somebody's space. Mm -hmm. But it's more than that because it's a, it's a racist issue at Mm -hmm. this point. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was really weird that they wrote this in. Because, because Nick, like you said, Nick has been coded as the minority up to this point. As as the woke, almost as the woke. Um, He is the, he's the person we're kind of looking to more as a moral compass than Judy because he has less of this, I don't, I don't even implicit bias, yeah. racism in his heart because he is the minority. Yeah. He, he's experienced, you know, I mean, it, it, I'm not, you can't say that people who are minorities can't have prejudices in other ways. Um, you know, as a, as a gay person, I know plenty of gay people have all kinds of prejudices. Oh, absolutely. Who are assholes. Yeah. Hell, the white gay men of the six. I've seen Pose. If you were a white gay man in New York City and you hated the trans people of New York City, guess what? You're a cunt. And I stand with my trans sisters and my trans brothers because they threw the first fucking stone, bitch. Get it together. It wasn't even a stone. It was a brick. Pick a brick up and throw it. Anyway, thank yeah. you, Marsha P. Johnson. No fucking joke. <laughs> anyway, back to Zootopia. <laughs> mayor Bellwether. Well, she's not the mayor yet. She's assistant mayor Bellwether. But perhaps she has design. <laughs> assistant Mayor Smellweather does help Judy <laughs> and Nick. Of course she does. She's rooting for them right now. Mm-hmm. And she helps them find the tapes, the traffic cams, and it shows that Manchas which is the jaguar we were with, was captured by timber wolves, big old wolf. And those are the night howlers that he was speaking about through the door. It all just makes sense. The wolves howl, they're timber wolves, night howlers. Yeah. yeah. Put two and two together, you get four. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, a little, little arithmetic for you. But Nick and Judy decide they're going to follow this tunnel that they see the Timberwolves go into and this tunnel comes out on this road and this road leads nowhere, but to this abandoned looking asylum. That's not actually abandoned at all because it's covered with Timberwolves on the outside. And it has the most on the nose name. Cliffside Asylum. Yes. wonder what they're beside. A cliff? Okay. You, you really reading into this, huh? <laughs> <laughs> But I, I might be going too deep. Perhaps. <laughs> but Nick and Judy are smart, believe it or not. They get the wolves to howling. It's actually called a howling. And they sneak in during that. Once they're into the asylum, though, they see some really weird stuff. They see claw marks all over the floor. 
And then they come into a hallway that is filled with animal containers. It's basically rooms that are all locked and sealed, and they each have one of the 14 missing mammals in them, including Mr. Emmett Otterton. We have finally found Mr. Otterton. Mm -hmm. He is here, and he is still uh, quote-unquote savage, just like all of these other mammals that are in these cage rooms. But guess who walks in right as we are having this huge revelation? Well, obviously, this is a huge part of the narrative of the movie. So it has to be like a really important central character or character. So I'm I'm assuming it's the gay, uh, uh, the, 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 the gay kudu <laughs> and and the other orics, the gay kudu. The gay, yes, it's those two. They come in. They you know what? <laughs> that would probably be much funnier than what we're about to get. But no. No? We get our no. other. Our other. We only get representation for two minutes? I'll be honest. Okay. So. We might get another hottie. Or excuse me. He might be playing on that same team. We don't know. We oh. we don't hear very much about this man. But it's Mr. Mayor Lionheart. He's a friend to Dorothy. Flick of the wrist. As he walks in with a doctor. <laughs> No, no, they went down the yellow brick road together. Come on. Oh, my God. My synapses are firing. But he does walk in. He does. A little courage makes him walk in with a doctor. An animal doctor. I could not tell you the kind of animal it is because I do not remember. But this doctor is having a conversation with the mayor about keeping this huge secret. The mayor has basically said, mm-hmm. we need to keep this a secret until we can figure out what is happening to these animals. The doctor says, well, this may have something to do with their DNA, their natural predator DNA. It seems they are reverting evolutionarily, which leads me back to us. We must have had this huge evolutionary moment. I don't know. But they are reverting back and... It must be... Which is racist. 100%. Or speciesist. But that must be what's going on. This is all Nick and Judy here when Judy's cell phone goes off. Idiot. Idiot, 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 Judy. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be... I mean, who who doesn't have their phone not on silent? A boomer. Like Who has does. their phone with, with the uh, ringtone on? My phone is always on silent. Because I don't want you to get a hold of me. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm not answering this phone. That's Judy for you. That's Judy. She also wears the otter box, like the literal, you know, like the, the clip. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. The clip. <laughs> yes. The dad yeah. clip. Absolutely. But her yes. phone does ring. They are almost caught. They decide, well, Judy, and I don't know that they decide. Judy pretty much forces them to be flushed down a toilet. Which I, at first, had questions about. I know this is a a cartoon, but how on earth would they have fit down a toilet? But then I think, okay, this is not a rabbit-sized toilet. This is one of the rhinoceros hippo-sized toilets that are made for hippo-sized shits. (laughs) And apparently they can fit down. Drowning, now drowning is still an issue in these pipes. But fitting, nah, fitting, you can do it. You're good there. How? Hippo shit. That's all we're going to get. Anyway, they do escape through the toilet. 
Wow. Amazing. We get to see our favorite Ben Clawhauser. Well, he's one of my favorites. I really do like him. He busts into Chief Bogo's office. And what is Chief Bogo doing if not playing on that same fucking gazelle app that Ben was at the beginning of the movie? Gazelle has taken over and eaten and fried everyone's brains in this movie. She is the Beyonce, the Lady Gaga. She is. She is the Beyonce of Zootopia. It is wild. Mm -hmm. She's not the Shakira of Zootopia. No, because what does Shakira do? (laughs) Nothing. She shakes her hips and they don't lie. Which, you know, at least you know she's honest. (laughs) 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 Excuse me. George Washington, Honest Abe, Shakira. You know, it's (laughs) Because those hips don't lie. (laughs) She's starting to feel it. Anyway. They end up arresting Mayor Lionheart. Can I can can we pause for a second? This is one element of the movie that I really like is that uh Lionheart is actually a pretty complex character. You know, he's a jerk to Mayor Bellwether. You know, he's kind of an oily politician, but like his reasons for how, you know, his reasons for what he he does are they're unethical, but you can understand how he got to that solution. You know, he 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 is a predator uh, mayor mm-hmm. and a uh, prey majority, which is saying something to begin with. Yeah, and so he's worried that if people think predators are going crazy and killing mm-hmm. and eating other people that like, you know, he's, he's going to be next on mm-hmm. the chopping block. So he's definitely in it for selfish reasons, but. And he's not wrong because in just a second, we're going to watch a press conference where they are. Yes. The reporters are throwing questions that make his fears and what he has done to kind of hide this problem and try to figure it out on his own and solve it. Because the thing with the lion mayor, he's not just trying to hide the problem. He had doctors there trying to solve and trying to help these people and cure these people, but he was going about it in the wrong way. Yeah. I I get why he did it. It's not, it wasn't the right decision. It was a bad thing. Was it ethical? No. No, 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 no. Do I understand why he did that? Yes. Does it make him a good person? No. No. He's a shitty person regardless. Maybe he only cares about himself, but maybe he does care about the perceptions of the His predator fellow predator population at large, you know? Yeah. So, like you said, we have lost Mayor Lionheart. He has been let go, and we do understand why. We open up, though, on a press conference. And before Judy can get up on stage, she is off on the side talking with Nick. Nick's trying to give her some pointers because she's really nervous, you know, saying kind of answer like a politician. Don't answer directly, especially if you don't know the answer. Just, you know, kind of be calm Mm -hmm. and cool and answer with a question when you can. And before Judy goes up, she's asked Nick if there was any way he might be interested in being her partner on the force. But before he has a chance to answer or for them to talk about it anymore, Judy has to go off and get on stage and do this press conference. And she puts her rabbit foot in her rabbit mouth. The whole time. She says dumb shit. She does. (laughs) Judy is absolutely horrible at fielding these questions. She has had no media training, which is not necessarily her fault. 
she didn't even take the five seconds of advice Nick gave her because she goes up on this stage and makes it very clear that predators and predators alone are the issue. They are the ones being affected because it seems to be something in their DNA that is causing them to be susceptible to this sickness, whatever it is. And the thing is, she doesn't know this at all. No. She's just, I I mean, she heard what the doctor said, but she's jumping to a conclusion. She heard 35 seconds of a clip conversation between the mayor and a doctor. And she has used this to go on stage and give this huge press release from people that, you would you would think you could trust. I don't know. I struggle with this because just like in our current situation, a lot of times you feel like you can trust the police. And so Judy getting up there and giving all of this false information that has not been verified just felt very. You know, I, I never thought about that, but that's. I get that. Like she is a police officer who obviously her words carry such weight because we're about to see this, this press conference changes everything, everything. And while she is doing this, this is when we're starting to get those uh, questions I was talking about with Mayor Lionheart. We're getting questions from reporters like, should there be a mandatory quarantine for predators? Should we be locking predators away? Are we safe on the street? Which I'm glad you bring that up because, you know, there's been like a racialized aspect to to the parallels. But, you know, that makes you think of like the early AIDS crisis and the way, you know, a lot of, you know, straight homophobes wanted to treat the first absolutely you know, AIDS uh, patients. You know, they wanted to ship AIDS, AIDS patients to their own island, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Keith. Yeah, I can definitely see that. That's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. That's really heavy. Yeah. Sorry, I, this isn't going to make a lot of sense to y'all, but I just had to cut. <laughs> I just had to cut about three minutes out of this. Um so we are picking up a little a little awkwardly because I am awkward and you don't need to hear how sad I got about Pose and that the AIDS crisis and um, the white straights of the world <laughs> who are still an issue. Anyway, anyway, we finish up with this press conference and Nick is upset. He is mm-hmm. hurt. Justifiably, yeah. Uh, he pulls Judy aside and they have a little talk. And Judy can tell very clearly that I don't even want to say his attitude has changed. Like his whole just demeanor has changed. And he's like, why would you do that? Why did you say this? And Judy really mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of answers or excuses for anything that she did. Yeah, she doesn't understand that what she did. That her actions are now creating, which we're we're about to see with this news report. But they are going to create such waves, yeah. tsunami-sized waves waves, excuse me, in this community. And she doesn't see that yet. And that's part of of that white privilege that we all have. Words can carry weight. And Judy really was not, I guess, thinking about that. And she got up and just said what, what she had thought and had not confirmed any of it. And Nick, poor Nick, He's the one that is there to call her out yeah. on it. And animals like Nick, yeah, because he's going to get hurt. He is going to get hurt. And he knows that. Not to mention, Nick was also there. Mm-hmm, 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 In theory, mm-hmm. Nick heard this conversation. Yes, yes. 
And he he knows that Judy doesn't know any more than he does. does. So if you think about it that way, Nick has every right to be mad because Judy is obviously a little more racist or against predators than he had thought. He had thought we had worked through some of this, especially with his 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 yeah his heartfelt story, and and she really seemed to to open up to that and kind of understand. It's those words that you talked about before implicit bias. Yeah. And just not even knowing that she has that, but she most certainly does. And what she has intended to do versus what has happened are two very different things. Yeah. And you have to understand that when you're in a position of privilege, like Judy, your words do have weight. Anyway, though, they end up having a, a big argument a heated argument even, which ends with Nick bringing up how Judy has mm-hmm. always carried her fox repellent. He has always noticed it. He hisses at her basically or growls and she pulls it. She unclips the fox spray like she is ready, basically unholsters her gun like she's ready to fire. And that does it for Nick. At that point, like it's over. We're not friends. We're nothing. Like you don't trust me. It's yeah. not even a, oh, she would yes. hurt me thing. Although it should be. Fuck that bitch. 40%. Don't forget. But also that she doesn't trust me as her friend to know that I am not going to attack her. I can yell and, and cuss her like a yellow belly dog, which I probably should not be saying because that probably means something even worse than this. Where are all the dogs? I wonder that too. And domesticated cats. Where are they at? And also the lizards. I didn't see too many lizards and I'm all about reptiles these days, but. Anyway, anyway, it's a trust thing. And she proved that she doesn't trust him and never did trust him because she never mm-hmm. took the fox repellent yeah, off. True, exactly. The next thing we see is a news report. It has been one week since the press release that Judy and Nick had their big argument at and where Judy gave all of those statements that may or may not be true. We don't really even know at this point. In that past week, there have been 27 predator attacks Mm -hmm. some of them are very serious to the point that they are even showing what i would imagine are uh, pretty graphic it's literally it's very reminiscent of what you see after some kind of you know school shooting or some kind of like terrorism yes yes it is like a mass casualty event almost Uh, very serious because there's they have bodies on stretchers. It's a whole thing. It's very post 9-11 Zootopia is what we're opening up on. Um, we also get to see Gazelle is actually doing something other than just being on a billboard in a crop top. Believe it yeah. or not. Well, she's you doing know, try everything. Well, she's trying to be a peaceful protester. It's not really working, though. And we see, who do we see on the scene working this protest, if not for our new celebrity bunny? Which, again, I call BS. Judy Hops. I call BS because I don't think that they would be using their star police officer to just, like, do crowd control. (laughs) Like, because that's what they have her doing. Like, no. (laughs) Like, she's going on Fox News. Like, literally Fox News. That's that's what it's called. That's not where the bad things have ended, though. Because things have gotten really bad at the police force as well. Mr. Ben Clawhauser, our favorite gay-coded cheetah, 
has been moved to the boiler room for records, he can no longer be the face of reception at the police department because he is a predator, which is extremely sad. This was one of the kind of like, well, he didn't deserve that. Like, I didn't really like anybody in this movie, but this guy is so unproblematic. He really tries, and I'll give it to him. Yeah, in the beginning, he does call her a cute bunny, but he takes that correction with Mm -hmm. fucking grace. Mm -hmm. He notes it away, and he doesn't do it again. Now, I can make fun of people and say, God, you're problematic, because sometimes you are. But if I didn't have people like that in my life that took those times and said, Mm -hmm. hey, or explained, you know, hey, this little Appalachian saying, that's really racist. I know you don't know that. and I, I bet your mom didn't even know that. But we probably don't need to say that anymore. You know, if I didn't have people that did things like that for me, I would still be a, a, a very cunty, shitty person, and I wouldn't even know it. You know what I mean? So I will give it to Ben Clawhauser because he did take that note. He doesn't want to hurt anybody, and he switched it right up. He is an ally and a good friend, and I love him, and I don't want him in the boiler room sweating because he is very fat, and I know he's going to be sweaty. Although he is a cheetah, he might like the, the heat. Who knows? I don't know just how far biology and DNA goes in this. I don't know what some of these animals are eating. I'm not going to lie to you. Where's the leather coming from? What are they eating? What are they eating? Well, we know he eats donuts. Apparently he can. I don't know what kind of evolutionary intestinal <laughs> changes had happened for these animals to be able to eat the way they do, but they do eat. Anyway, so during this really sad little interaction, Judy is actually pulled by Chief Bogo into the new mayor, Mayor Bellwether, who we already know. And Loki, most of us love up until this point. She's been nothing but great to Judy. A rider, a helper. We go into her office, and Judy is offered to be the public face of the ZPD, which is a really big deal. But it's during this little meeting and this heartfelt moment where Judy realizes, I'm definitely not a good enough cop to be the face of all Zootopia cops. There's just no way. But I'm not even good enough. Am I even a good enough person to be a cop at all? Am I even a good person? And then she leaves the force and we never hear from Judy Hopps again. The end. If only. You know, though, Keith, you got a little bit of it right. Because right after this, Judy does leave the force. And the next time we open up, it doesn't tell us how long it's been. But after a quick little goog, it has been about two to three months. All right. Anywhere from two to three, two and a half. Let's say two and a half months. And when we see Judy again, she is working as a carrot farmer on her family's farm. Which, can I say right here and right now, that this is her cutest outfit in the whole movie. She, oh my God. Her has, little hat with her yes. ears down. And doesn't I've she never have seen her like look a, cuter. A pink blouse. Isn't it pink? I think she I think it yeah. is pink with the um with the little hat and oh it's such a cute and hat with a little trim. Or something. Yeah, it is definitely blue jeans. It's so like a cute. light chambray. And she looks so good in it. She does. It, she <sighs> just, that's what she should be wearing. The police uniform is doing absolutely nothing for her Mm-mm. at all. That little pink outfit, though, she has a little curvy cutie. So she's been home working for a couple of months. And when we see her, her parents have finally noticed something is wrong here with Miss Judy Jean. Which, we talked a little bit about this in the first episode. We mentioned how Judy's parents, in the beginning, how do they have time to be giving her so much attention? Well, Keith, 
I really don't think they did because it took them two to three months of her home working for them to realize, hey, I think this bitch is super depressed. (laughs) Judy is giving (laughs) eldest daughter vibes to the T where your parents really, there's a couple months where your parents really are putting a lot into you, blah, 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 blah. Once you're out there, though, they stop giving a damn. They got other kids to worry about. And typically, they've got the hellions to worry about because I was the good one. For real, for real. It was nothing but problems after I left for my parents. Anyway, they do address her depression. And right then is when another Smasher Pass uh-huh. contestant rolls up, Mr. Gideon Gray, all grown up. Hi, I'm Mr. Gideon Gray, and I bake pies. Mr. Gideon Gray not only bakes pies, but he's one of the best pastry chefs in the tri And he's also a partner to Judy's parents' farm now. Oh, how times have changed. Oh, they've changed and changed. They've also decided that Gideon's name is no longer Gideon. He deserves a nickname, and it is Gid. Judy's parents, not that long ago, honest to God, Judy's parents, when she left to become a police officer, was still so racist, so problematic, so assholey, saying foxes were the worst. And somehow in the last couple months... They have got their shit together. They not only are working with him, but they like him good enough that they've got a nickname on him. And he comes around all the time. Well, hell yeah, we love to see people work through their problems. We love to see that. We love to see that. Everyone can change. But just weird. Just so weird. Yeah. I, I just have to say, I have to use this time to say that I'm annoyed by... The way he's coded to be this rural character, even though I, I think it's weird that Gideon talks that way, but he's from the same place as Judy and her parents. If they all talk that way, or if there were more kids that spoke that way in the play, mm-hmm. yeah, or at and that fair, because we have seen multiple kids and heard voices. Gideon is the only one with such a country yeah, time. And not just that, but there's it's weird. There's dumb jokes about Gideon. Like they, they do jokes about Gideon being dumb. And I just, I, I don't like that. This, Bully character is coded this way, especially because it's also weirdly established that he's part of a minority class, even though he's also a bully. Mm-hmm. And and the country, he's playing the country idiot. Yeah, it's a which is such an odd stereotype. It's a to me messy for him to for him to be playing. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah. always wanted to try his cookies in Disney Springs. So. <laughs> Have you ever had one? I haven't. No, no, I've <laughs> no, never had one. Delicious. They do look really good. And just so you know, last recording, I did ask Keith because I am so fucking gullible. Oh my God, those are his cookies. And Keith had to say, no, sweetie. <laughs> no, but that's a good joke. <laughs> and there is a Gideon's cookies in Disney Springs. So you know what? If you got a little confused, don't worry, because I did too. Some of us are gullible and not as not as Johnny on the spot as Mr. Keith Thief. <laughs> We're all learning together. That's right. The first thing Mr. Gideon does with Judy is apologize right away for how he acted as a kid. And it's a really heartfelt apology. I mean, I'm I'm eating it up. I am eating it up. So during this, we find out that the night howlers are not Timberwolves at all. Mm-hmm. They are 
actually flowers that can be planted around produce and other things that you're farming to keep pesticides away. Yeah. And <laughs> we, we're cutting this little bit out. But like Keith just said, they don't really have to worry about other animals sneaking in and eating the leafy greens. You don't have to worry about a rabbit hopping over into your garden. Peter Rabbit lives in the house. Peter Rabbit's the farmer now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. It's Exactly. So these (laughs) night howlers are used pretty specifically just for bugs. To keep bugs away from their plants. But the night howlers can make you Lululemon crazy. Anybody know about the Lululemon murder? Look it up. It's fucking crazy. But it can make you that kind of crazy. Apparently. And how we know this is because Judy's uncle actually got into one of these uh, when he was younger and ended up going so crazy that he ended up hurting Judy's mama and biting her pretty severely. So that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really, really bad. <laughs> I saw your eyes get. Oh God! Where is he going with this? Because are we going to the next part of the story? <laughs> Maybe I didn't know. You didn't know. We're learning together. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, this is really bad. This is really bad because these plants are being used to hurt predators. In Zootopia. So once she figures this out, Judy loses her mind. She hops in the car. She says, I'm stealing this truck. I've got to go. The night howlers are hurting the predators. Blee, blee, blee. And she takes off. And this is when we get another line from Gideon that truly had no business being in there. But was kind of funny. I'll just, this is the line. I thought she was talking in tongues or something. Does this insinuate that there is religion (laughs) in Zootopia? Does this... Insinuate uh, that there has been an animal crucifixion. <laughs> is there an animal uh, Joseph Smith? He's he's a rabbit. He's a rabbit. You know he's a rabbit. Oh, I was a hundred percent. He had so many <laughs> wives, and they were all too young to be his wives. If we have Mormon listeners, I'm so sorry for that. But I don't, I don't know if we can use this. Rough. Well, you know the only. The one true only religion is Julianism. As he holds up a picture of Julie Andrews signed, autographed. Now that we've established religion exists in Zootopia, Hmm. back to Judy, who is furiously driving the truck back to Zootopia to find Nick. She does not find Nick, but she does find his partner in crime who is in the van, and he sends her to where Nick is going to be. When Judy gets there, Nick wants not a damn thing to do with Judy. Nothing. But you can't blame them. You Hell know. no. I tell Judy, get lost. Eat shit and live. Get away from me. I don't want to see your face ever again, you racist bitch. That's just me. And I do like to hold a grudge. I probably would have scratched. I'd be going to jail, probably. <laughs> I'm just, bitch, don't you dare come around me again asking for my fucking help after what I had to sit and listen to you say. And I have watched the news. It's been three months. You left us in this shitstorm for three months. I've been living in Zootopia. You've been living in Bunny Burrow, having the time of your fucking life mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know she's been depressed and stressed. Anyway, anyway, sorry. Judy begs and begs and pleads for help. And even says, I know I really am just a stupid, dumb bunny. And this is when we get the truly the only star that matters throughout the whole movie. The recording carrot pin. Yeah. 
the most important thing in the movie. You gotta have it. It is in almost every scene. It is always there. Should have called it anyway, the recorder. The, that pin is the true ride or die. Movie, so. It turns out that he was recording her say that I really am just a dumb bunny. He hugs her. She's trying to get the pin back. When we see them again, we are opening up on what looks like Disney movie bootlegs. And they are at the bootlegger man who turns out was actually that slinky weasel <laughs> fox thing. Duke Weaselton. He is a weasel. Right. Excuse me. Duke Wesselton. Like the Duke from Frozen. I keep calling him Duke Wesselton, but he is Duke Weaselton. Which, funny enough, Frozen 2 is one of the bootleg Disney movies mm-hmm. laying on the table that he's selling. But Mr. Duke Weaselton was actually the thief from the beginning of the movie who went through Little Rodentia and was stealing what looked like moldy ramps, moldy onions or something. Well, it turns out those were actually what is used to plant to make the night howlers. They are the bulbs for these flowers. Mm-hmm. So they bother him and try to figure out where he was taking those flower bulbs because that is going to lead them to where these are being made, basically to the operation center. He does not want to do that, which leads us back into Little Rodentia with Mr. Big ice. threatening to ice him. And that is how, <laughs> yes, and that is how we get our answer that he sold them to Doug in the Doug. underground. What kind of name is Doug? I don't know. I kind of like Duke Weaselton, though. Duke Weaselton. <laughs> Fun fact before we leave Little Rodentia again. Judy is the godmother of Mr. Big's unborn grandbaby. So his daughter comes in and she's pregnant. And we get to see her. We get to see Miss Snooky Jr. Miss Queen, Mob Queen Snooky Jr. I love her. Just she saying is that. Cute. Anyway. She, she is. She's I, very I like cute. Too. <laughs> but Nick and Judy go into the underground, which is really just like a subway station, underground subway tracks. And they find what looks like a, a grow house, basically, yes. in a lab. Yes. Like a meth Yes, but the fun part is this is all in a train cart, basically. This is all in a a subway cart. Yeah, in a kid's movie, too. (laughs) It's looking very realistic, which we already know. We already know it's supposed to look very realistic because it's supposed to be kind of reminiscent of Breaking Bad. Yes. So we're about to meet two characters who are are sheep, and one of them, their name is Jesse, mm -hmm. and the other one's name is... (gasps) Prepare for it. Walter. 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 <laughs> like wool and Walter. So there really is no other way to interpret this other than. This is a meth lab. And the fun thing is it's all on a subway car. Yeah. So it's mobile. <sighs> but this is where Judy finds out that they've actually been shooting these animals sniper style. Chris Kyle sniper style. Did you got to say pretty impressive. This is extremely impressive. We watched him shoot the the jaguar Manchester yeah, through the door, is. and then the otter through a moving car. We got a you know, absolutely. We got some sharp you know, shooters his name on the scene. Maybe Doug, but he's actually a badass. Doug is a badass. He's kind of fluffy and looks like a doofus, but he can do something with a gun. Apparently, so they do have guns in this world. See, I'm yeah. definitely packing a gun. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> You you end up in Zootopia, and then through a series of misadventures, you and Doug have a shootout. So after learning all of that, it was when Judy jumps up 
Nick tries to stop her, and she ends up kicking out all of the bad guys out of the car. So two more were about to get in. Doug, the sheep, was in the car. She knocks him right out, shuts the Mm -hmm. door. I think they had Starbucks in their hand. Just by the way, they drink Starbucks here. Fun fact. And they take off. They get this subway cart moving. But they're not free just yet. Oh, no, 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 no. Because a ram jumps on top of this train car. And then a battle and a tussle ensues. It's a whole action sequence. Yes. Yes. A full action sequence that I'm not even going to go into. But this action sequence ends with the subway train car exploding at the end of a tunnel. Judy and Nick survive, and so do all the bad guys. Far enough away that they can't come and get Judy and Nick right then, but they do survive, and you think all is lost. There's no hope here. Uh, uh, uh. That's life, Fox. What do they have if not the gun, the vials of the drugs, and a beautiful little carrying case? They grab it up, thank you, Nick, and they're going to take it straight to Chief Bogo. Because this proves a lot. But they decide to take a leisurely stroll through the Natural History Museum. Which doesn't make a lot of sense because it is very clear the Natural History Museum is closed to the public currently. So they are using it as a shortcut, which is, this is life or death. I'm not going to get on them for that. But I know Keith is because he works at a museum and I also worked at a children's museum. But I'm not even going to get in on them with museum etiquette yet because here in about 10 minutes i have a lot to say about that a lot to say about it you know it it's always nice to see people interested in in learning and education and and science but maybe this wasn't the time maybe this wasn't the time (laughs) well it wasn't the time or the place because as they are walking through mayor bellwether and two of her what appear to be officers greet them. Instead of letting them go, because Judy tells Mayor Bellwether everything, instead of letting them go, the mayor acts really odd. And Judy starts to realize, wait, Mayor Bellwether shouldn't know where we are. She should have no idea where and how to find us. I haven't called anyone and we, this doesn't make sense. And right around then is when Judy realizes We got to go. And they take off running and are chased by the guards, which turn out to actually just be henchmen of Miss Bellwether. If you think about it, all of the henchmen so far have been big sheep and ram. Rams. (laughs) Makes sense. Anyway, during this running period, running period, what a weird (laughs) way to say. While they're running away, though, Judy falls, trips, and hurts her leg. So she can no longer run at full speed. I'm assuming as a rabbit, she could run pretty fast. In the past, probably faster than a sheep can. Whatever, though, she can't run very fast anymore. (laughs) Judy tries to get Nick to leave her. But Nick, being the sweetheart that he is and who Judy does not deserve, he's a ride or die, a loyal friend. He refuses to leave Judy. Mm -hmm. He says, I'm not leaving you. And they actually come up with a little plan during this time. (laughs) You as the viewer don't know that they are coming up with a plan, but they have a little moment. You see them talk. And then when the ram comes around looking for them, they are no longer behind the statue that they were. They are eventually seen though running. They do not make it very far. And they are thrown into an exhibit pit. So this pit, I have problems with this pit anyway, Keith. So there is this exhibit pit, which, okay, nice. There are not safety things around said pit. You could just 
fall into this pit. And I have this same problem because we went to the Omaha Zoo and Aquarium. There is a cave section. So cool. Wonderful, wonderful zoo and museum. There is a cave section where there is a never-ending bottomless pit. It's really 16 feet deep that you can just fall into. There's not railing around it. And I was like, no way. That ha- There has to be glass over that. No. So what happens, Keith, is they end up shooting Nick the bad guys, the henchmen, with the night howler drug and making him ghost, in quotes, savage. Now remember, they are in this exhibit pit. They cannot get out of it. It's very tall. Actually, if they weren't animals and I had fallen into something like that, that probably would have hurt you, to be honest, because it is kind of a fall. So I do have issues with the museum for that. But Nick starts acting savagely and starts scaring Judy and tears up the exhibit and gets (gasps) right, I know, (gasps) clutch my pearls, gets right on top of Judy and right as he is about to snap her throat, he stops. He stops. And this is when we find out what has really happened. Because what we thought was happening was not the case at all. Back when Nick and Judy were having that little moment behind the statue where we didn't really know what was going on. But we did know that Judy was hurt Mm -hmm. and Nick was refusing to leave her. They switched out the Night Howler drug for a blueberry Mm -hmm. that Nick happened to get out of the family truck of Judy's. So Nick was not actually ever shot with the drug that would make him savage. He was put on a show in that damn ex- exhibit pit. Yes. So all that damage he did down there was for naught. And he did that fully sober and conscious-mindedly. Did he put on a show? Hell yes. Does he deserve an acting degree? Perhaps. Honorary, maybe. I worked for my degree, and it wasn't that fun all the time. Nope. Well, you think this is pretty much over. Well, no. It isn't because Mayor Bellwether looks down at them and says, do you really think anyone's going to believe you? They're not. And what does she do? She starts monologuing. (laughs) She does what every villain likes to do. Stand up and tell every illegal, illicit detail of their entire scheme, everything they've done, every plan, the whole nine. Mm -hmm. She gets up and tells it all. She talks about the time she stole a a Twizzler from the supermarket. Yeah. Yeah. A pack of gum. Yeah. (laughs) But seriously. And the only thing... That saves the day. And the only thing that has continuously saved the day. Because without this very important, crucial prop, this movie would not happen. Yes. Y'all already know. Give it up. Hero bell. Ding, ding. For the carrot pin. Woo. Welcome, carrot pin. Honestly, the superstar of this whole thing, because Judy records the whole spiel of illicit, illegal behaviors, Mm -hmm. catches it all, and there's Chief Bogo ready to get all smell weather. And thank God, because I'm so tired of Zootopia. Me too. (laughs) I am so tired. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Breaking news. We have a breaking news report, everyone, from Zootopia. Anyway, do you like my news voice? <laughs> breaking news. Mayor Bellwether is behind bars. There is now an antidote, and it is successful. Woohoo! So, Mayor Bellwether went to prison where she deserved to be. Yeah, good reason. And there's an antidote 
And the last thing we see of about the antidote is actually we get to see Mr. Otterton yeah. coming coming to He's again and now. being his normal self. And we get to see his yeah, we get to see his wife and him have like that mm-hmm. moment of coming back together. And that to me was very special and very needed because he was almost kind of forgotten. Mm-hmm. But he was like yeah. what started this whole thing. Yeah. He was the reason Judy started any of this. So I'm very happy they showed him at the end. I'm happy he was back with his wife because she is a ride or die. She stuck by his side. She said, he didn't run away. My man's is missing. My man is missing. She is Octavia Spencer. And she said, I'm going to stand by him i'm gonna stand by him because he is a good man he would not run off on me and our otter babies we hold hands when we sleep in the in the bathtub so you know what you act like he ran off on me but she didn't run off on me and then she finds him she sat by his side in that hospital bed for months because remember judy went home and played bunny rabbit for fucking months before she finally realized hey i need to do my job anyway we end with judy walking through zootopia before opening up on what seems to be a police graduation. And who is graduating other than Mr. Nicholas P. Wilde? I don't I do not think Keith thinks Jason Bateman is handsome. <laughs> I'm not really into into Jason Bateman or foxes. Well, I'm not but... into foxes. <laughs> what the fuck? Believe it or not, as a kid, I had a recurring nightmare where I would lean my head over our porch and look, and there would be a fox there, and it would attack my face. So I don't like foxes. I've always thought they are very <laughs> spooky creatures. But I'll tell you what, I do like Jason Bateman because he was wonderful in Arrested Development. I mean, just wonderful. He is wonderful in Ozark. And he plays a damn good animated fox. <laughs> I a just, damn good I just one. don't. I I just think maybe Nick isn't making the best decision in this moment. Um and Well, I obviously not. We don't Don't we the next scene we come to their first assignment together? Yes, so we're not we're not done. We have a little bit more. So after Nick graduates, we do open up on them in the bullpen. It's just fun to be back here. It's Nick's first day. Nick and Judy are actually sharing a chair, which makes me think, okay, we have, it is such an accessible place everywhere else. Why are there not small chairs for them? (laughs) Or a small little place for smaller animals? We've got two of them now. Because the ZPD sucks. Well, maybe, maybe. Anyway, and I need to stop saying, well, maybe we should get them this when I'm also saying defund the police. They do get an assignment. They are to track down a Beating street racer. We see them. They are in a car. They have a car. They have a car. And it's actually a nice car. So the ZPD is actually very well funded. I just want to mention this. They are funded enough that they could definitely have some yes. accessible chair options. I bet there's nowhere for her to use the bathroom. Where can she use the bathroom? Can she use the bathroom on a hippopotamus-sized toilet? She can fit in one of those. So probably not. And I just want to say... They gave that toilet a free wash because they have fur. So they got in that toilet bowl when they went down it and gave that toilet a free scrub. If you think about it, that's just disgusting. I'm I'm so over that. <laughs> but we're almost done. They go. They see the street racer. They pull up on the street racer. And guess who this flashy street racer is? I see what you did there. <laughs> Mr. Flash <laughs> the Sloth. 
but we're still not done. No, you think you're done with this movie. No, they grab you in and they wheel you right back in because we have one more final scene to see. And it is Shakira at the Super Bowl with J-Lo. <laughs> but there, no, there's a concert with, with Shakira as Gazelle and everybody's having a good time. Well, uh, 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 oh. And, you know, you see that Bellwether is in jail and, you know, there's a steamy sex scene with Nick and Judy. And then the movie's And then we get the credits. (laughs) I just want to say, I just want to say, this is the end of the movie. But, yes, do not go out Googling Nick and Judy because you will accidentally see things you do not want to see. Or, you know, I'm sure there's some people... Who who do want to see? Well, if you do want to see, I'm just going to let you know. There's a lot of animated, a lot of animated porn. I- <laughs> so, what is your rating? What what is your rating for Zootopia? My rating for Zootopia would probably be maybe a three out of five, maybe a little less than that. Mm-hmm. But I think I have to give it a three out of five because in 2016 I did enjoy it. 2022. Because I now know what year it is. Thank you. I like it a little less. Well, I like it a lot less. I'm not going to lie. And I also think it's pretty problematic. And Judy annoys the shit out of me. I fully understand why Nick was supposed to be the protagonist in the original storyboarding. And Judy was supposed to be the helper. And they flip-flopped it. Mm -hmm. Because I really do see so much more empathetically from Nick's Mm -hmm. point of view. And I think that it would have made the Prey characters just not likable at all i just think that would have that would have made the movie make a little more sense to me and i think i would have enjoyed it more just because it would have made more sense plus i think judy is annoying he's more likable yeah well yeah sheer likability judy is annoying as as can be for the majority of the movie she gets slightly better yeah i i have to say i'm sorry zootopia fans but i really I don't like it. I think it's a slog. I I think it had so much potential. I think the world building is like so cool. I think it's such a cool idea, but I think the central story is, is problematic and not very interesting. And the characters are generally unlikable and the movie takes forever. And I have to give it, I think I have to give it a 2.5 um, out of 5, uh, which I guess is technically, you know, 2.5 out of, you know, that's technically half point, mm-hmm. right? That's 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 average. That's mediocre. And I think this is an average mediocre movie. It was yeah. great in 2016. I loved it back then, but times have changed and the movie is creaky. Absolutely. It just... It is. It is creaky after yeah, seven six. years or yeah. six years, and it's, it really it, shouldn't be. I would love to visit. I I know one of the Asian parks is building a Zootopia land, and I would love to go visit that. Oh, because yes. I think that'll be so Just because cool. the world building is such a neat yes. aspect of this. Yes. And I, and I love how Disney does world building in the parks. Yes. Gosh, love yes. it. So. I don't know. I shouldn't say world building in the parks, but they really do know how to theme an area out. Yeah. I, yeah. Especially, especially Tokyo Disney. Oh gosh. I can't wait to visit one day, but I think we're done with Zootopia. (laughs) I'm so sorry you all had to wait for this. 
the thrilling it's conclusion. It's not one that I would have wanted to wait for, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but anyway, mm. our next movie, I'm really excited because we've already picked it out. We are going to be doing Lilo and Stitch. So we are going to be coming back with that as our next movie. I will not tell you an exact date because it may come out early, but it may very well not. I've already watched Lilo and Stitch and... I, I'm i really excited to do this episode, and I hope you guys will too, because to listen to it too, because it's, uh, it's really great. Keith has so. been gushing, absolutely gushing about Lilo mm-hmm. and Stitch. Yeah, I'm going to get that. A day and a half. Though. But, uh, <laughs> 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 And with that, I cannot wait for you guys to hear our Lilo and Stitch stuff. Thank you so, so much for tuning in and being patient with us and for giving us reviews and following us on Instagram. If you are still liking what you're hearing, please hop on iTunes and give us a five-star review and a rating. It will really help us. But uh, if you would like to follow us on the things, where can they find us, Keith? Um, you can find us on Instagram at Rejects Podcast. That's right. You can find me, one half of your host's team, uh, on Instagram at Maddie and the Mouse. And you can find me, the other half of your team, on Instagram and Twitter at Keith Maltbang. Alrighty, my friends. Well, I will see you guys next week, hopefully, barring no technical if- difficulties. <laughs> Since we do I not say that. difficulties <laughs> in I this. Love it. I love it. When your mouth don't work. Anyway, hopefully my mouth will work a little bit better. That's what she said. Next time, goodbye, my Michael Scott friends. And... And... Afidazane. Afidazane. Also, I implore you all to give it a goo <laughs> how, to, how to spell what Keith is saying. Absolutely insanity. Uh, there are no bees. <laughs> I just want you to know. Anyway, mwah, see you later. <laughs>